Hey, everybody. It's episode eight. How are you guys doing? Um, Thank you so much for tuning in again. You know, I really do look forward to doing this podcast every week. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to like doing it. I wasn't sure if I was going to be good at it, if anyone was going to listen, if I was going to have any guests to interview. And I'm really just, um, it's starting to snowball and I really appreciate that. And uh, I appreciate Anchor for having such a great website to be able to do this. Um, You know, Anchor has voice messages and I know that that's uh, part of my sponsorship Uh, They have um, signed on as a sponsor for the podcast. Thank you, Anchor. But nobody gave me a voice message this past week or at all. So I'm being totally honest. Not one person (laughs) actually gave me a voice message. So I was going to actually ask like my family and friends to do it, like my close friends and be like, pretend that you're a fan and just, you know, send me a voice message. But I thought that was really pathetic. So it's even more pathetic that I'm asking you guys, come on now leave me a voice message. And you guys, I really want to put it on the podcast. So nobody did. So it's not on the podcast this week because you guys, you blew it. So (laughs) anyway, do it, do it. So it should be easy. Uh, You can go to anchor.fm and search Confessions of an Actress, and then you can send me a voice message. You can go to confessionsofanactress.com. It should be really simple to do. And if you guys uh, do it, please send me something positive and fun to put on the podcast or negative, I guess. I don't know. Don't be negative, but you could send me something, however you're feeling about the podcast. Okay. Just send it. Just do it. So my guest today is the amazing Jay Elaine Marcos. You guys, this episode, I just want to sit and talk to her for like hours. And this, I think is the longest episode that I've had so far because I just love talking to her. She has been on Broadway 10 times. She's been in 10 Broadway shows. She has done so many things. I'm not going to go through her entire resume because it would take a long time because she's been pounding the pavement as long as I have. And rightfully so. She is so funny and so talented and so fearless. Oh my God, the stories that she tells of her auditions. I could never do, I honestly, I've never done it. I think I've maybe stepped out of my comfort zone in an audition a couple of times. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't the kind of like scale of what she's talking about. But in this episode, you guys, we talk about so many things, um, so many wonderful things. And I'm just, you know, if you guys are following me on Instagram, or following her, or or look at the hashtags. I'm gonna hashtag like 75 things that we talk about. So uh, it's gonna be a good one, and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you guys take notes because there's a lot of advice. If you're in the car, I hope you listen to it a couple times during your commute, um, and really just soak it up. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Let's get into this week. And, you know, here we go. This is Confessions of an Actress. I'm your host, Meredith Patterson. For the past two decades, I've worked professionally on Broadway, in TV and film in New York and L.A. This show takes you on the inside track of what life is really like as an actress in the entertainment industry. I'll be talking to my guests about the highs and lows of becoming and being an actress. Let's get real. Hi, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. Isn't it funny how you can say like, hi, my friend, but we haven't talked in um, 
uh, well, Facebook brings us all together, right? The internet, oh, yeah, it the really does. Web. <laughs> because I see you and I, I, I think I've seen you and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. that, that girl that I remember who was like the triple threat right away. And I was like, no, no, no. You're the quadruple threat. And I no. love that. No, I, first of all, your, your content online and your website and all of this is just so well put together. I'm so like, I'm so impressed by you. I'm constantly impressed by like, like just people in the industry. I'm like, yes, they're doing it right. How can I, how can I up my game? Like I love that always like inspires me. I don't know if you're the same way, but like I really yeah. get inspired by other people's content and what they're doing. And even if like you've been in the game as long as I have, like I just, <laughs> just keep churning it out. Churning. You know? But I've been celebrating you since oh. I remember when you made your, your Broadway debut, it was 1999, correct? Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, were you it was. like you were one of the first one? Well, I mean, I I was no. just after I was just after you. There was some other some other uh, stars of our uh, of our college, the American I mean, Dramatic Academy. Exactly. I mean, Jesse won already. Like just like he, Jesse, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Tyler Ferguson. Yes. You know, like right out of school, they were writing this musical, and they and already he was the one. Like yeah. he was the one. So that's what yeah. I remember. He did on the town. He was the first of our of our class that really like we were like, yeah. oh yeah, oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. welcome. I, this is sort of how <laughs> I, I just sort of launch into the talk. You know, I don't even like have a you know. Um, it's so good to have you on this podcast. You know, you were one of the first ones I thought of immediately. Oh. I was like, I need J Elaine Marcos, ten time Broadway. You know, superstar, quadruple eh. threat, quadruple oh, threat. Oh, I don't know. I think some of the threats are going to the back of it because it's, you know, start off as a dancer and then all of a sudden you, when you keep on dancing, you're like, hmm, I might need to rearrange this whole singer, yeah. dancer, actor thing. You need Ooh. to kind of revolve it around for your, your body and your, oh. your, your skill set. I'm with you on that. You know, we've been in the game for a while yeah. and, and our bodies are not 25 anymore, but we but. still have, you know, I feel, I feel like I feel better than I've ever been like as an actress, like I feel like I'm finally able to take stage and not be so nervous, but Yes. I don't know about you, but I mean, you just did a one woman show, which I'm so mad I missed. I'm so mad. No, <laughs> I don't worry. Like, I, it, but it's let's talk fine. about that. Yeah, let's okay. talk about that. Let's start there because I think okay. that that is going to open up a lot of things because I really want to. I'm. Yeah. I, I want to go through everything with you because I think that the people who are listening can really learn so much from your uh, your vast experience and now <laughs> having just done a one woman show. So let's talk about that. Uh, well, it started off, it started off, um, <laughs> you know how everyone in LA and, and, or just even here, we would do, people would do cabarets and they'd always ask, you know, Hey, what are you doing on Monday? Our day off in New York. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, do you want to do this cabaret or benefits? And we always, I always just go, yeah. Or after my show, like at 11 o'clock, we're doing a show. We just, <laughs> we need a funny, you know, this going on or Broadway sessions, we just, we're going to have this, just bring in a, a, a number to sing. Yeah. Usually that's what they say, you know, just bring in a song to sing. And I, that was never really my 
uh, goal to sing like an 11 o'clock number to sing yeah. songs that I've I just love doing sketches incorporating singing and some musical sketch thing and actually most of a lot of my auditions have been somewhat cabaret sketch pieces anyway so they end up being like these full-on I have these props like it it actually I I realized I was making these auditions uh like stand-up moments like like it's like doing stand-ups and I, so I did stand up for a bit. So it's the idea that you have to make an impression in, you know, in, you got to get their attention right away. And I would use the same skill that you have in improv and stand up with my auditions. But then I would also take whatever sides they gave me and the song. And I would kind of figure out how to just play around and have fun. Um, and I started off one time just bringing in a prop and then I was like, okay, that's a little bit of, I gave myself permission <laughs> to play and, yeah. and then I, you know, and then, and, you know, I didn't get kicked out. And then after a while I started changing lyrics and putting on accents and then stripping and just <laughs> doing a lot of crazy things that you, you know, we weren't taught that at AMDA, but what we were taught at AMDA was how to audition. So since I learned the rules, I kind of figured out how to bend them because I wasn't really booking things singing Tup Tim. Because I don't, you know, like she sings so high, King and I, this song, and it's way too high. And really, nah, nah. (laughs) Like, but you this, come from a, you, you come from a comedic place. Like you come from your, uh, it sounds like what you're doing is, is just your improv and your comedian yeah. side of you is your strength. And so you're, what you're doing is just kind of rooting it in that. And then going from there and adding on the, the, uh, the character, which I, you know, I am so much more interested in seeing people act out a song and give me a sketch than hit high notes. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I realize just in terms of survival, that's what I have because I can't, the thing is I can't, I don't think I would have created these, these pieces if I, if I really could sing that high or if I really (laughs) could like out of survival, I just tried to figure out, well, I, I would go in and a lot of times at uh, one of the casting offices here, after a while, I realized where I fit in, in their casting process. When they can't find the person, they go out of the, literally out of the box and go, well, I know Jaylene's going to come up with something. And I, after a (laughs) while I go, yeah, you're right. I am. And because (laughs) But the only thing is that sometimes it's really like a rock singy type of song. And I'm like, okay, I do not do pop. I do not. I'm not a recording <laughs> artist. So I would just kind of do something weird with and fun with a character. I would still sing the notes, you know, yeah, of sing the notes. But the only thing is that this office is, you know, Telsey's known for, you know, rock singers. And I'm like, well, I'll give you the, the notes. Yeah. But I'm not going to give you the raw sound that you get from everyone who does, you know, rent or that poppy sound. Yeah. So after a while, I just realized that, oh, I, there's an expectation now that uh, Jalen needs to come in and show us how it's done differently. I mean, that's just my own perception of it. And also that's the reason why I give myself permission 
to do it because I go, eh, they know me. They, <laughs> they know, know I'm what not I'm going really. yeah. to Or they know that I'm not right for this. And so, you know what? They've seen a whole bunch of people already. So what's the harm in going and showing them completely off the wall? You know, just see, going a little different. See, and you're so humble because I, what I think is that they maybe have seen everybody and maybe they're bored with what they're seeing. And they're like, we need somebody to bring something to this. And what you've done, which is really smart, is bring you know, your inventiveness to a character. You know, I, I, I don't go in for Telsey a lot because they are about rock singers and I just don't do that. <laughs> it's not yeah. something I do, no, but, yeah. you know, but it's really smart for you to kind of mold uh, mold yourself around. Um, and like, like you said, for a survival tactic, because that's, that's the goal is to get a job. Obviously, we want to do, you know, we want to play on stage and all of that, but we want to get paid too, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's the thing is that I only really started doing really crazy stuff um, until you can at least look at my resume and it says, oh, you know, some people invented her already. She has plenty of credits. And enough for that, at least when I leave the room, someone in Telsey can go, yeah, she's not that crazy. She's a professional. She's still a professional, but, you know, there I am picking up my clothes to make sure I put them back on my body or making sure that I pick up all the props really quickly. But I, you know, I, I do practice it to the T to make sure that at least I know I got to get in and got to get out. Like there's, I got to practice the exit strategy because that is, you know, it's, it's weird. It's wrong. It's not right. But (laughs) it's when I, and also when I go in, I am, shaking and freaking out because I have decided that I have like five different ways I might do this. We'll see what happens when I walk in the room and I will, I will see who's at the desk or at the table there and I will... And Here see what go. the vibe is. See, see what the vibe what the is. Vibe and, is. And, and that's what, you know, that that is what stand-up comedy is. I mean, you don't know what room you're going to be playing on, on any given night. So I think that, you know, your improv and your your stand-up comedian, you know, uh, experience yeah. is helping you with that. But it's so funny to, to hear you say that you still get nervous after 10 oh. Broadway shows and a hundred, probably a hundred thousand auditions that we've done over the years. Like, it's it's one of the things that I think is amazing that people we still get nervous. Yeah, and we, we better get nervous. We yeah. better get nervous because we care about the end result, right? Or is it yeah. something? It is no. It's also the I realize that's where I live, and that is my high. My yeah. high is actually not in performing it as much as it is. Holy, here we go! Like it's. <laughs> crazy right before I go in and I'll even tell you know my boyfriend I go I got a show today I got a show today at 10 30 at Chelsea and I'm packing up and putting my wigs and everything and he's like (laughs) and I go it's a show I got a show and I I'm I'm shaking not only because I'm nervous but also so excited but I also know this is so wrong I can't believe I'm going to do this and but I love jumping off of it but I I I it, it's yeah it, it is like a thrill so then even when I'm finally doing let's say the job it's not at all at all as crazy scary as it was for the audition. So it's like I live for these moments where I jump off a cliff. It's so amazing. I think that it is. So, I know. I mean, the, the, just to hear the excitement in your voice talking it's about so it, like, 
But this, but this is exactly what, how we should think of auditions because we should think of it as a chance to perform. I've heard that forever. And, 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 you know, it, that, that is our chance to get up in front of those people who are the best of the best in in New York or, or Mm -hmm. here in LA or whatever we're going up for. And it's a chance for us to show what we do. And then that's it. Like we're not in charge of anything else, but if you get that excitement, that infectious excitement, like you just showed (laughs) to just, you know what I mean? To just get up and perform and do your thing. Like that's what it should be. I know it's, I know it's, it's easier said than done. Cause when you're like, I got got bills to pay, you know, but, but to have that kind of, um, feeling going into an audition, I think really is, is different from what a lot of people bring. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I realize the, I... the wigs and all that stuff, but like it's a different vibe. But you know, like there are, it's not like I do that for all of them. You know, like you, I know, especially you, you've worked so much in, in, in TV yeah. and I, I, I say it's different, you know, yeah. the different medium and um, I haven't worked as extensively as you have. So sometimes in my brain, I have this wall of, oh, it's so so much harder, so much harder to get into TV because I can't bring me, can't bring me to it. So yeah. that, but then I have to find a way to n- not use this as uh, like TV auditions as so much of a, you know, yes, you are performing, but it, for me, it, it is for me, the level of performance uh, energy is different on stage. And so yeah. sometimes I'm trying to replicate that feeling of that. Ah, mm-hmm. And it's not that. It's, it's not a, that. It's, it's law and order. So don't, oh, yeah. my body, <laughs> my body is wanting to feel that excitement. And I had to realize just because I didn't get that excitement doesn't mean the law and order, very procedural audition wasn't good, but yeah. it's so hard because of that high. It's, it. I should really just call my show the high because <laughs> I'm just chasing highs. Yeah. So when I do procedural things, I just go, eek, that was a good paycheck, but where's, when do I, when does the drug come, you know, and it when's doesn't the feel the same way. Right. And so yeah. you're like, the high is different when you are on TV because I, I, I'm wanting that, um, like rush and it's a different, it's a very satisfying, clean, um, you know, good feeling, but it's not what the, you know, (laughs) that kind of feeling. Yeah. No, see, and, but, but I think you brought up a good point because having done, and and you've done, you've done a lot of TV I've seen, you've done TV and Broadway and stage and the difference between the two. And I've talked to some people who are known as, um, TV people, like they're celebrities, but they yes. always miss the on stage experience yes. because of what you just described. It's, it's a craving for it because it, it is an immediate, um, reaction. It's a molecular thing where you're mm-hmm. in the room with these people. That's why I think theater will never die. Yeah. Uh, live, live performance will never replace anything media wise because, for the performer and the audience, it is it is this high, collective high that we're all sharing. Yes. And and when you are um, on set, it's you know it's it's a distance of communication between mm-hmm. the camera and you. And so having done Law and Order, I know you've done Law and Order. So yeah. I remember being on the set in Law and Order, and I'm sitting there with Mariska Hargitay, and I'm like, 
I need to dial it down. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to be, I'm like, this character is not, it doesn't have yeah. anything bubbling on the inside, but it, it is a thing for, um, theater performers. Uh, if you, if you come from theater and you know yeah. that high, it is a di- it's, it's a process, but yeah. it's still, it's still there. So you get the paycheck of TV and then you go back and do your stage show. <laughs> that's the thing with when I saw, I was like, Jesse Tyler Ferguson's career. That's it. That's yeah. what I want. That's yeah. it. Because you got yes, Jesse, they, are you listening? <laughs> I know. Like we all want that. your career. And Barrett Foa, do you know Barrett Foa, who's a yes. friend of mine, who's out yes. here in LA? He has he has the same kind of thing. He we has had a the conversation. Same. Yeah, we had that conversation when he went off to do Music Man, and he was so excited coming from you know NCIS Los Angeles. He's a character on that, and he went off to do Harold Hill and he was so, he was more excited to do that than anything else. He was like, I want to go off to this little place in Connecticut and do this, do play Harold Hill. And I'm like, and you should, oh my God, of course. So it's that, yeah, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, you've got, you know, um, so many performers who Mm -hmm. I think of Hugh Jackman's going to be here at the Hollywood Bowl doing one man show. Like that is the ideal career. If you were to take a magic wand for JLA, Marcos, her career and say, this is what I want. I want to make TV money and film money and then go and do some fabulous theater. Yeah. And then, you know, at the same time, do the same thing that Hugh Jackman is, is, you know, then plug in my shows, you know, different places. So I was like, that, that's, that's good. That's, that's what I want. Is, is that so wrong? (laughs) It's not wrong at all. It's not wrong at all. But this crazy business sometimes has different ideas for what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And like you said, it's just like, okay, we just got to follow, you know, we just, you you just actually, I never knew where I would end up. And the fact that I am back in New York and I technically also live in LA, like I'm truly bi-coastal. I just, I'm shocked. Um, have you but had we, a have you had a career path like have you always said I want to because I always said I want to star on Broadway and get whisked off to Hollywood because I'm originally from California I yeah. know you're originally from Canada so did you have a idea you know, of what sit, you wanted I don't know. well Miss Miss Saigon was the first like real show that I knew I could do after I see like Filipinos on stage, I was like, Oh, I could do that. So that's what I, that was my first goal. That was definitely my first goal. But I realized that in reading old diary entries as a kid, (laughs) because I was deep. um, So I I have some old diaries we could share. We could be like, Oh my God, you're so deep and you're depressed and what's happening. Just boys, boys and comedy. Like I loved sitcoms. I just love sitcoms and I wanted, I just wanted, I want to be in a multicam, like just not like a multicam was my dream. And it's still your dream. Not was your dream. Yeah. It still is your dream. It still is my dream. I see you on a multicam. Absolutely. I know not everyone's, you know, they're like, you know, definitely single cams are, are absolutely amazing, but give me a multicam when I've been on those sets and I see the audience and you can feel the audience coming in. I'm like, um, this is Broadway. This is the same thing. Like it's, yeah. it, it's, it's a well-oiled machine, but mm-hmm. then you are given lines and you just change it. It's like when you're in rehearsal for a new Broadway show, Yeah, and lines are changed, 
on the spot. You get to try it out in front of an audience right away. So you don't have to wait for previews. Yeah. Like it's, it's, that is it. Yeah. That a multicam. So for people who don't know what a multicam oh, is, yeah. multicam TV show is basically multiple cameras. So you have three or four, depending on the format, and then you are in front of a live studio audience. So the live studio audience is is reacting to what you're doing, and it's set up like a play. I mean, it mm-hmm. really is. I feel I feel like it is the best case scenario for people who do theater, and yeah. for some people who don't do theater, it's really scary. Like they don't like it. So I've t- I've heard both, but I think in terms of what what we do we um, yeah it's it's home it's it would be home for us and the the idea that also during a taping they'll you know they'll cut and writers will be um changing lines here and there just uh, sometimes so then actors will be able to say the line again and and they can take another pass at it and it's another funny um funny joke of, or something like that. And so I, I just love the idea that you're immediately collaborating with the writers. There's yeah. a live audience. You do it one time and that's it. Yeah. And there's nothing <laughs> like you do it once, you know, it's like all the elements. Um, Does that, that scare you? Though? Do you feel yeah. like, do you feel like, Oh, I didn't get that take right. I want to do it again. Cause I know for me, I've done a lot of single cam, although Boston legal was multi-cam, but it was more of an, a single cam, like a film format. So we got mm-hmm. to do like seven or eight takes of one, of one uh, shot. Mm-hmm. But what, what, what I would, me as a theater girl, I'm so used to doing it over and over again and then getting it right a- instead of doing it once and then going, yeah. Oh, I don't know if that was the, my best. <laughs> I know? guess that's why it's the total mixture of, I love improv. Cause I miss it. That's why when I would be doing my Broadway shows, I would also be taking classes, uh, at UCB. Like I've gone through all of UCB, all of there's a yeah. place here, the people's improv, um, and I would have my improv people that I would play with a lot. And I just love the element of, uh, the unknown Yeah. in improv in my life. It's so unsettling, but that's what her <laughs> life is. I'm like, I love improv because you never know what's going to happen. And you just say yes. yes. And then when it comes in my own life, I'm like, <gasps> You know, can I get some stability? But I actually, I I think deep down, I don't. You know, it's so funny. You, I've I've never done improv my whole life. Never. I think I did some improv in AMDA, but I never have. And I'm really good friends with Deb and Dan Castellaneta, who is a part of The Simpsons. He's the, you know, I did a play with him a a thousand years ago at the Geffen, and they do improv here in LA. So the next time they do it, you have to come with me. Oh yes. Because it is, it is so freeing to watch it, and they've been trying to get me to do it forever, and I'm like, I don't know why I'm so scared of it. I think it's because. people you create I mean they, they'll cradle you that's it like I have this perfectionism thing in me that I'm like <laughs> I can't mess up and it, it comes from the ballet background it comes from the oh, dance yeah. background you know you know yes. what I'm talking about where you just yes. have to, you to perfect everything and I think I need to fall on my face a little more not that I haven't in my career but you know that's what we do is fall on our face oh, and that's all you do in improv yeah. is fall on yeah. your face you fall on your face and the person behind you says perfect no I'll push you next time you know like that's <laughs> that's why I love it because you can do no wrong you really yeah. can't like sometimes I really if I don't know what to say I will pull my pants down in the corner and pretend I'm I don't know. Like the, it oh is like God. you just what it is. That's what I love about it is because, well, the, 
I hope someone would support me <laughs> after that and go, sure. Yeah. But that's what I love about it. It's first of all, it's completely made up. And the more risks you kind of take, you still got to follow the rules. But um, the it's just so fun and freeing that it's sometimes the rehearsal process. If I know I'm going into an audition, let's say in, in like a week, uh, sometimes I, I just, I just want a couple of days. I don't want a long time to rehearse something. Yeah. Isn't that funny? I, <laughs> I think if I did, I, cause I'm exactly the opposite. I want to rehearse a lot. I really want to yeah. like, get it. I want to do it 10 times. Perfect. That's what uh, Stephanie block is a friend of mine and her mom used yeah. to tell her 10 times. Perfect, honey, 10 times. Perfect. And so now I'm like, I have to do it 10 times. Perfect before I can perform it for someone as opposed to improv where you, you do, you, you do 10 failures to maybe yeah. get one, you know, right. And, and mm-hmm. you just have to kind of let go. So was that yeah. your, was that your one woman show was, was a lot of those, you were saying a lot of sketches oh, from yeah. auditions and then yeah. it created a show. Yeah. I just thought I had no idea. I just thought, okay, you know what? Whenever I am doing these cabarets for other people, I'm always the person who comes in in between the ballads and, you know, to do something. And I realized that I have so many of these pieces Yeah, and I thought, well, I'll just put them all together in a show because sometimes people would ask, you should do your own. You should do your own. I was like, I'm not going to do my own. Like, that's, <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I? And then I, after, you know, being in LA and realizing and seeing other people do it, I actually got inspired. Like you're saying, I yeah. saw one guy do it and I went, there's no reason why there's no reason why. So I decided that I would just list all the songs that I've done. And there I had it. And I was like, well, do I have a story? I just chronologically went through my career. Then I realized it's like writing your own book of realizing, whoa, I did this out of in survival. I did this out of how to figure out the business because I wasn't booking using other stuff. Yeah. And then I also realized the roles I was going in for almost required this um uh like for one of them anyway like when I stripped and sang and did that kind of uh shot ping pong balls at my hoo-ha because that's what the role required and I was like if that's what the the role requires I need to bring in more into the room because if I they're already giving me permission if the role requires you to sing in Filipino and have a they say obscure stage tricks, which I realize is the woman who sh- sings uh, in Tagalog <laughs> and shoots ping pong balls out her hoo-ha. I was like, okay, well, if that's already the minimum, well, here we go. I got to. There is, there's only, the only place you can go is down from there. Right? <laughs> it's just down, just got to go blue, got to go crazy. You got to go all I, the way. All the way. And that's when I realized, oh, I definitely have to bring my, my bowling ball uh, into the room and do some stuff. Uh, but then for other things, when, for example, the Lily St. Regis, when I realized at the final callback and there was like, you know, really the, the right types or not the right types, the, you know, the, the more traditional types, yeah. there was maybe, you know, and then there was me sitting in the corner. I'm like, whoa, the, you know, in case they decide, <laughs> a, you know, there's always a wild card. 
And you're the wild card. You're the wild card. I got the wild card. I was like, where, where, where are their bags? How come they don't have, how come they're not bringing a rubber chicken in? I don't understand. Oh, well, I guess they don't really want it. No. Um, <laughs> I no. need to be, the, I need to be behind the table for one of these auditions or a fly on the wall or just be invited in to be like, Meredith's just going to sit there and watch me because I would so just howl. That's awesome. <laughs> That's exactly why I kind of put the show together because a lot, even my friends who did see the show, they said, I didn't realize you did that for that. I heard about this, but I didn't realize you did this. And so that's what I do is I show all the shows that I've gotten and what I had done to get that job. And so that's why it's called what I did for a job. But that also kind of brings it back to a course line. Yeah. Which is... Um, such a staple in your life. I mean, you've done it so many times. Oh, and, oh and my goodness. That show. I only, you know, I, when we did every little step together, the documentary, which we kind of didn't know what that was at the time. I remember no, signing, <laughs> signing a little paper and then kind of just having these cameras follow me. And, and that, that documentary really, um, you know, Donna McKechnie's a friend and she said that she considers that the chorus line movie. She yep. loves that documentary so much. And so do I. I'm so proud to be Me a part too. of it. Even though I didn't book the show. <laughs> no, neither did I. I, I know, oh, you don't want to give it away. Don't want to oh, give it away. Oh, oh, sorry. But yeah, we didn't, we didn't book the show, but, um, but, yeah. but we ended up doing chorus line. Cause it's, I feel like it's a rite of passage as a dancer in musical yeah. theater. You have to do a chorus line. And I'm so glad that I did it when I did it because I yeah. was, towards the end of my dance career, I was, um, I feel like, like I, I, I got to play Cassie, but I, I, I was, oh, um, yeah. just, I'd come to LA and I wanted to come back to New right? York. All I wanted to do was just dance. And I was like in tears. I'm giving, it's giving me chills just thinking about it, but right. it, it, what I did for love, that song oh. made sense to me. Oh, and so I did yes. the show and I was in, I was crying. I was like, hold it together, mama. We could you know? not sing that. Like anytime I, you listen to every lyric, uh, the gift was ours to borrow. And it is true. We started off talking about our bodies and we're like, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so true. The gift was ours to borrow. It's so, know. you know, it's, it is, um, that is a thing that, it kind of brings me to my next point, like being a dancer in this industry, Ugh. you're always a dancer. And then there always. is a point where you go, I can't dance like that anymore. And it's, it's, it's something that I, I imagine, um, any athlete goes through Olympic athlete, you know, football player, people who have a, you know, as, as, as dancers, you have a timeline, mm -hmm. um, you can still do some things like, you know, I can still, you know, I can still dance. It's just that you can't yeah. dance like, like your heart is telling you to. Yeah. Or like your knees are <laughs> just like, <laughs> like visiting, revisiting a chorus line last year. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I, there, there's a squat in that combination uh -huh. and Oh my goodness, like just sweating, just the thought of it. But every time I was like, okay, I, I just need to get down and get back up. That's all we need to do right now. You know, and, and, um, in, oh. in, in the Every Little Step documentary, I don't know, I can't remember if it made it in, but Bjork uh, Lee, who um, <laughs> she was yelling at me oh, to, yes. do, to do the squat and kick in, in you know, lesser counts because it was taking me too long to get from oh. the 
from the ground. That's what happens to- when you have gorgeous long legs and you're dancing it in heels. I, I said I'm five seven. I can't. My arms are my arms and my legs are too long. And and she was like, she's like, jump, Meredith, jump. And I'm like, I'm trying. I can't. But it, uh, yeah, it's it's um, you need to be lower to the ground like she is to do that. Yep. right. Exactly. But even <laughs> me closer to the ground, it's still like, oh dear. It's still hard, mm-hmm. but chorus line. So chorus line is, is, is very close to your heart. I know that, yeah. uh, I know that, that, um, you've done that production three times. Yeah. Connie, Connie. And then the last time Val, Val. which <laughs> uh, the audition story for that is one that I, 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 it, yeah, it's crazy what yeah, I had let's, to, let's hear it. Oh, well, Okay, well, the thing is that, you know, the creative team, they're very, uh, they know their types, you know, the show has the right, you know, and, and when they asked me to come in to audition, the casting director uh, said, well, you know, when you come in, maybe, do you want to maybe look at, you know, Judy or Val, you know, one of the funny people, and I was like, there's no way, first of all, if, if I were to be Judy, no, she sings too high and she belts his stuff and, and it's just no. Um, and then the <laughs> vowel, I was like, first of all, I thought about you. I really thought about you. You thought about me? Oh, I'll, like I, I think of the movie right away. I think of yeah. you and Jessica and like Nikki. I was just like, that is their type. These yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous blondes. Like that, so that's sweet. it. That's just what it is. And I was like, I am none of that. Um <laughs> I am. You different. are. You are gorgeous. But yes, I, I, I know you're. T- I know what you're saying. Like, you know, you know it's it's it's, it's, a, it's, a, a it's a type. It's just a, it's the way that people see a certain role. Yeah. There's and no there's nothing that says that role has to be blonde. No, but we, nothing. you know, exactly. But like, I you know, could they, play Connie Wong. Yeah, exactly. You could. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you, Connie Wong, and also they know me as Connie Wong. They know yeah. me. I've done it for, like, You're my so first show with them was, like, 20, what was it, 18 years ago? They know me as Connie, 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 yeah. Connie, Connie, Connie. Yeah. So the idea of me coming in being completely looking different, I was like, okay. And, you know, what I normally do is either put on an accent or do funny things. And I was like, I can't do this with them because that is not the way they're – there's no way they'll even see me even more different. And then they'll be like, no, no way. So I realized that I would have to do this to the, to exactly how Bayork teaches that song. So yeah. I got a video of ex- all the exact choreography, everything, you know, I just know her, how her mind works. And yeah. I know how Bob Abian knows the choreography and anything that's different. I see their body. They don't even realize they get this twitch and I'm like, Oh, they're they're like, Oh, something's off. So I, I knew, okay, that's how I have to approach this. But in the song, they cut out. There's a moment when Sheila and Connie interact with Val. And of course they cut that out because there's no need to have it while I'm auditioning with the yeah. Val's song. Yeah. So I'm singing Dance 10 Looks 3. What I decide to do is oh, I realized, actually, I didn't get this until like a couple days before. Like I knew I was going to go in, but a couple days before I realized I'm going to change my tactic. You know what? I'm going to yeah. put back the Sheila and Connie scene. I'm going to put it back in there. But then, oh, wait, I got to call. I called 
Deidre, who had played Sheila in yeah, Lost Revival, right. and I my friend Deidre. Yuka. Yeah. And they w- and I just said, are you available on Monday? I have this audition. Um, and I'm sure the creative team would love to see you. Can Stop you come it. in and do that? Be- and they were like, no, we can't. And I was like, okay, well, okay, well, thanks anyway. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. It is a crazy request. But then I realized I asked my friend Louis Villabon, who has who has staged the show and knows all the creative team. And I said, what are you doing on Monday? He goes, I'm available. I can come. So he dressed as Sheila in drag. Oh, my God. And then I needed a Connie. But he couldn't find a Connie. So I have this small puppet this Asian puppet that I had my friend use that. So what it is, is just the cut. I did all the song and right before I sang, I went to the accompanist who I knew they always use the same rehearsal accompanist. And I just whispered to Jim and I said, can you play the song in its entirety? Because I have a Connie and Sheila waiting outside. <laughs> um, so God. I'm sure he was like, well, okay, but he's really great and he follows. So I just knew. So then in the middle of the song, I walked towards the door, I open it. We'd never rehearsed this, but I was like, this is how it's going to go down when we're going to do the scene. So I, I opened the door in the middle of the song. We do their little interaction. Then I finish the song and they leave and I finish in the end pose, like as if they never were in the room. Like I had two oh friends God. crash the audition. We did a scene that they cut out of the sides. I put it back in because I wanted to do this. And then they left. The table, their, the producers, the t- everybody was like, what? They weren't even laughing. They weren't even laughing. because. Oh, my God. And I actually happened to be the very last person they had seen, to, they were going to see That's for the past funny. couple months. You're the 11 so o'clock number. I am the 11, 12 o'clock that spilled over to 1 a.m. Because they were like, <laughs> what? what? I, am, I don't understand what just happened. I don't understand. And even me, I was shaking because I was like, I can't believe we pulled this off. <laughs> I love I just, that so much. That is amazing. And I, and I didn't even want need or want the job after that because I just left. I got, I, I just, I said, thanks. And they were, they really were like, what the hell uncle? Did you? you know, <laughs> you know, if I, if it's going to be the only time I did it, you know, I just wanted to that's exactly, you know? but that's exactly what you said earlier. You just went and yeah. did a kick-ass show and you're like, oh my God, this is just, this is awesome. But, write this in my journal that I did. But this. if I and really like- thought about how bad it could go down, I don't think I would have done it. I was just a little kid going, oh my God, this would be so much fun. I, I didn't even hear that side of my brain that said, this could go really wrong. This could be bad. This could be bad. Like I didn't even hear that in my head because I was such a little kid trying to play. And then after that, I was shaking because I then realized, oh my gosh, I this is what you what did I do? You know. <laughs> but what a high! What like you were talking about before? What a high that must have been to do that. Ridiculous. Even I'm so glad that I had two of my friends who were in the room with me because they were shaking just as much because they're like, we're going in to crash this room, this audition, and then we're going to leave. So they were able to feel it as well. Yeah. So they are, uh, they were like, yeah, we always knew you had this adrenaline rush thing, but we just felt it with you because you just, we just crashed your audition. Oh my God. So 
That it is was, so perfect. That is your multicam show right there. Like doing stuff like that. Like that. See, I wish it was the days of like variety shows. Do you remember when like, I think yeah. Rosie O'Donnell was going to bring back variety yeah. shows. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is exactly the, the perfect thing to get all of these amazing people from New York on television, because that is exactly what you just yeah. did. Like, like doing, you know, I think they're bringing laugh in back or there. I just saw some big splashy billboard here in LA. Um, with laughing yeah. and, and, and things like that, that kind of sketch comedy, that, mm-hmm. that amazing adrenaline rush, that, that burst of laughter, that like, what the hell did I just see kind of thing? Yeah. I feel like people are craving it. And I feel like, you know, if that was what your one woman show is, yeah. I want to see it again. I mean, you need to bring it back. You just have to do it again. Yeah. I just need to keep on doing it just for me anyway. Because yeah. it, it's not an easy thing. Actually, I realize now that it's more of a, it, there's two tracks in it. It's me and a gaggle of gays. Because, like, that's, in order to put on a one-woman <laughs> show, that's it. Like, how, how else You need a gaggle of gays. You need a gaggle of gays behind you. Of course you do. Well, I mean, I've had people tell me, um, Chase Brock is a friend of mine, and he's told me a bunch of yeah. times. Uh, you need to do a one woman show and I want to choreograph it. And I'm like, okay, when am I going to do that? But it's, it's, it's something that we have to do in this day and age. Like we have to do content. We have to kind of produce our own stuff now, which mm-hmm. I feel like, um, you know, back in the day, uh, God, it was like 12 years ago. I was friends with Ann Miller and she was sort of like the last of the golden era. And she would tell me, God, I don't know how you kids do it nowadays because all we did was, you know, we were signed onto a studio and they, gave us jobs and we just, you know, we, we made a salary every week and you guys have to like invent things to do. And, you know, you have to, you have your YouTube channel with your motivational Mondays. (laughs) I really want to talk about is that character, is that character in your one woman show? I'm not even going to try to say what her name is. Yeah, no, we just call her V. Yeah. Yes, she is. I use, uh, I put her in there as well. And what's, um, her because, full, what's her full name? Uh, Esther Junjun Magana Zapatos or Hester Dapins. And uh, you can call me B. <laughs> she's just based on off of my mom. And, oh, really? Okay. I love her. That, yeah. That, like every, I realize that everyone loves my mom. They love my mom. And so, and does also, your mom, does your mom do the gaze upward when she says, like, the, the, look, up, the look upward? Yes. And she goes, you can call me B and then look upward. <laughs> you have to, when I, so guys go to her YouTube channel and you'll see what I'm talking about. Go to her Instagram as well. It's, it's the, the funniest character. I feel like this could be like a Miranda for you. I mean, I really feel like this could be. I, you know, I wish. I don't really Let's just have put that, that out many. there that it will, yeah. be, you know. It, 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 <laughs> I wish it could. Um, yeah, actually, the, just, the only thing is that it's this, I really do love motivational talk. You know what I mean? I do love motivational sayings. I I, I honestly have been listening to Anthony Robbins since I've been in high school before I I went to AMDA. You know what I mean? I would cover my books when he had uh, Awakened the Giant Within. Uh, I would cover it on the outside so no one knew what I was reading just because it was like, because it was under self-help. And I was like, this is weird. I don't want anyone to know I like these things. So motivational things have always been something that I love, but I wouldn't 
talk yeah. about it out loud. I listened so, to Anthony Robbins back when he first came out as well. And tapes. I don't, I mean, I listened to the tapes. I had tapes. the tapes. Yes. I had the tapes. I had the cassette tapes. But yes. yes. I've been a big self-help person, but I think what's so funny is that you're, you're just like with your auditions, you're adding yourself to it. You know what I mean? You're adding your, your own flair to the self-help like and and yeah. with each video you know it's like the accent kind of makes you know like some of the I, I'm trying to remember the one that um they're really inappropriate when I really really when inter- I, awesome really <laughs> when I really break it down all I'm doing is saying a bad word like a bad word like I don't even go on to like the not so nice words no I usually go to the the harsh words that are what it is the motivational speaker is linguistically challenged so she says some words and it definitely sounds like the worst curse word you've ever heard and all she does is repeat that word in different phrases so um i think she's very genuine and she's really she's she's really trying to give you the message which is my favorite kind of comedy it's the it's the it's the situational comedy where it just so happens to be she's got this you know accent and it's not like she's not saying anything wrong it's just that's she's how not. it's coming across to you you're just hearing it different than what and she's I will trying to tell you occasionally the words that I've thought were funny but when I set the I press the thing post and I'm like okay now it's published or whatever <laughs> I kind of freak out because then I go oh my gosh this is so offensive oh my this is so offensive and then if one person goes Ha ha ha! I go okay. You're like okay, okay. fine. But it's 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 not. It's the same trick over and over again, seventy yeah. times. I think I, I've. Think, I it's it's horrible. I but. think I, I think that that is that's a good point of of being an artist. I think that half the people are not gonna like you, anyway. Yeah. Whatever you do, they're not gonna like it, or whatever you whatever you think is funny, or whatever you want to put out into the world. Like as long as you are like, you know what? I think this is gonna. I think this is funny, and I don't know if it's actually gonna be funny. Yeah. Who knows? Let's just do it because life is short. Like I feel like. Like that is kind of what what has led you to so much success. I mean, I think you just need to keep following that feeling and yeah. then pushing post and just doing it, you know? know? You know, I really do say, well, I, I don't know if this is right, but I think it's funny. And then that's what it is. I always come down to, well, this is fun to me. Boom. Yeah. You know, I, it does, at I, the end of your life, I do a, I do a whole like, you know, old lady in a rocking chair kind of thing. Whenever I do something, I go, is it going to bother me if I, when I'm an old lady in a rocking chair that I didn't do it? Or is it yes. going to bother me that I did it? Like yeah. I always go in my gut, like if something comes along, I'm like, I got to do that because that is really, I'm, I'm itching to do this. I don't really care if anyone likes it or not, because most people probably won't, but I want to do it for myself. Do you yeah. find that too? Yeah, that's what right now, too, with all the decisions of like back and forth, L.A., New York. What? Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen next. I, the only thing I have is that question I ask myself and I go, does that feel good? Yeah. Is, it, is uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I want to take vacations and I take the vacations and I, I get anxiety right before I bu- book out myself to this amount of time. Yeah. But I know in my heart, I, I just cut to the moment when I'm on vacation and how amazing it is <laughs> and, and how beautiful it is to spend time with my friends and my boyfriend when we're away. I'm like, nothing is going to, yeah. I, I have to do that. You know? Yeah. So 
that's the only thing I have, but I still have so much anxiety right before making yeah. that decision. Yeah. yeah. So what so what made you want to move to LA? I mean, aside from doing more maybe more TV and film and not having to do dance eight shows a week anymore. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And I was so grateful that every you know, from January to June I'd be doing a new show and, and but there were times where I might have to fly to LA during that time, but it's pilot season, but it's also Tony Award season and you can't leave a show. And as grateful as I was to be in a new show for several years, like every year I'd be in a new show, which also meant (laughs) my show's closed. Um, But (laughs) You know, we yeah. know that happens. That's yeah. like, you know, I mean, for it to, to, to stay a long running show, you're like, oh, my God, I still have a job. But not okay. even a year, because then yeah. there are things yeah. where it's like definitely every year I'd be in a new show, which is great. But I also don't have I have some outs, which means I can miss some shows. But yeah. during that time, you really they won't let you out for anything. It's the golden and, hand. It's the golden hand. Yes, yeah. that's what we call so, it in the business. Which means you want to get a show. You want to be, you know, you want to mm-hmm. work. You want to be on Broadway. But then you're like, but then I'm, I'm, I'm just grinding out eight shows a week for, you know, another year and another year. And maybe what I, what your progression as a artist or an actress, yes. isn't really going forward. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, that's why. Like, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't because there's, there's just this thing for me anyway I definitely was you know it's that sitcom and so I in my mind said I have to make space for it because Mm -hmm. there was a time when I was doing Annie where I couldn't go to LA to audition but then I I realized uh to test for something but I also realized you know then I had to release it yeah but if I have that come up again, it's I'm not allowing the space. And yeah. I realize I want to go to L.A. and really be in the room mm-hmm. with the people because yeah. I real, you know, and I still to this. I obviously I still need to do that now as I'm in New York and I've been in L.A. for about five years. There's still so much more in the room work that I need to do over there yeah it's only five only five years in New York maybe you could get a reputation a little easier but because they draw from the Broadway you know community but in LA I I know that I just have more work to do out there so I felt like I definitely need to be in LA yeah so that's what it was yeah. And I feel like it's like at a certain like phase in our career or life, it's like, I want to, to just live where, you know, like I, oh, I, it's, yeah. I just love it. I just love the weather. I love the feel of it. I love the, the that feel. it's a little, it's a little slower in terms of like the pace I, for me, you know, I'm, um, and, and I also call it levels of frustration because I know there's probably people listening that are like, I would kill to have J. Elaine Marcos's career. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. From, you know, but but I but I also I also feel like um, people who are in the in, in the feeling of like like always checking in with your gut and are you on the right path for you? Like, like it's not about like, Oh, you're not grateful for what you have done and the opportunities you're getting. It's just that now it's time to move to the next thing. Or now Mm -hmm. you want to do, you want to open up space for the chance for you to test in something, Um, the chance for you to get that TV show uh, because you do, you have to kind of carve out your career or otherwise you'll wake up 
one day and you'll be like, oh, I didn't make a plan or, oh, I just kept following the job. Yeah. I'm like, I'm grateful that when I close a chorus line in 2008, I ended up tearing my ACL and I could not be more grateful because the first thing I did other than, you know, go to the emergency was call my agent and like, no more dancing for a while. Comedy. (laughs) We need to focus on, and I'm just talking to the doctor like, yeah, okay. I'll be there in a sec. Yeah. Like I need to focus more on comedy, no more dancing right now. You know, I never say no to dance, but it was more of now I finally need to really focus on it. I needed to literally stop my body from dancing so I can stop saying yes to Little Mermaid in Heelys, you know, like, no, I don't want to do that. I really, and you know, that's when I started doing more TV just because I realized I, I can't dance. I cannot dance right now. I need to heal. Isn't that funny that it takes an ACL tear right. or, you know, it and takes meniscus. an injury and it's like, or your meniscus. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, maybe the universe is now going, okay, okay, Jaylee, yeah. now you're going to be, don't. now you're going to get that space to yeah. do what you want to do. You learn so much because, you know, we were on a treadmill of like going, thank, again, thankfully from show to show to show. Yeah. But I know that comedy is a huge part of what I do, but some often I will be grateful to be in the ensemble, but I wouldn't have, I'd have funny bits here and there, but I wanted to do more. I yeah. wanted to do, but ironically, when I moved it, when I realized now moving to LA and when I do work, kind of like what we we're talking about, I actually don't get the full feeling of the high Yeah, that, you know, like, even having done um, like Rent Live recently, um, yeah. it was so wonderful to do it. But I realized, especially for a musical on the musicals on TV, it's like, as you know, it, it, it you're even a smaller part of the puzzle because yeah. there's the cameras are all it's all about the shots, everything like that. Your talent needs to be there, but it's such, um, you, use you're using the talent that you have, but it, it still goes through another filter of the cameras and where, and this and that. So it's, it's actually, it's so not about you. Yeah. It is so not about you. And it in, kind of, it kind yeah. of isn't. And that's one of the things like doing all these live, um, these live musicals, which I think is so great. I think it's such a great, uh, another level that they're bringing to all these musicals and having them be on TV and all that. But I find most of the people that are the performers in these feel like it's, it's, it's just not enough. Like it's not, um, but like you said, it's not about you. It's so much about the camera yeah. angles. And there's a lot of stress with it because it is live. And yeah. people, we don't do live TV like that anymore. We don't do variety shows and all that stuff, which brings me back to that point. Maybe that's what we need to start doing so yeah. that, you know, there is more of a, a feeling and having some live audiences. And uh, did and you have a live audience yeah. for Rent? For Rent Live? Yes. Yeah, we did. And, and because there was a whole debacle about because a guy had injured himself. Yeah. With, the day before, which I, um, they, they called it a dress rehearsal, but I would like to go on record that it really was in a sense, in my mind, a preview. Yeah. So, and you know how on Broadway, before you open, you have previews with a live audience. Yeah. We're not as performers, 
we're not phoning it in. We're not calling it a rehearsal and going, I'm just going to give 50%. Yeah, never. No. You're not, you're not right? really allowed to. Yeah, you have to show yeah. what it's going to be. It's a preview. It's, of it's what... a preview. And yeah. you make all the change. You do all your quick changes. And it's actually even more hyper and anxiety ridden. But it's you have crazy adrenaline. Yeah. So when things went down on, you know, social media saying they gave a mediocre performance because it was just a rehearsal, I was like, mm, it uh, wasn't God. a rehearsal. It's, that's not what it was. But if you didn't and now like you it, have, yeah, you have social media <laughs> critics everywhere that, you know, can, can make or break something before yeah. it's even been shown, you know? Yeah. So great. it was, it was interesting doing that, but, uh, I, realized too that um especially in that I wasn't a dancer but the dancers were dancing their butt off running from place to place on all the scaffolding and then there I was doing my own track which had none of that and man was I grateful oh it was (laughs) it's like I just sit here in a chair this is so good so nice you know when I did when I did 42nd Street I used to be going back and forth back and forth running running past Christine Ebersole's open dressing room door and this was in the second act and she would be sitting there with her fake cast on you know she played Dorothy Brock so she was the one who, who broke her ankle so she's just sitting there she's not in the second act much at all and she's going, she's watching me going back and forth and she's going, honey, honey, you're working too hard, honey. And she's yelling at me down the hallway, honey, honey, honey. slow down. And I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go. You know, and that's what we do. And, and so then when, when you get to sit in a chair and watch everyone else do all this crazy sweating, you're like, oh, it's so nice. I've, I've done this. I, I've done that. I'm okay. Yeah. Even though my, my inside of my, my, my little 16 year old spirit wants to get up there and dance with mm-hmm. you. I know that I can't do that anymore and I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah, I will I I was okay with it, but I will say I, I and I told Sonia and all the dancers that I because she'd be talking to them and she treats her dancers like 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 girls. She respects them so much. Yeah. And I remember when she's like telling them, Okay guys and giving them the pep talk, I like <laughs> crept up closer just to be a little bit on the outskirts of the circle, just so I can feel like, oh, that's what I miss. That's oh, what I yeah, miss of the of the the choreographer. You and and you just have that bond with everyone because you've been in the dance studio for how long, and now yeah. we're finally showing our play. And she's yeah. talking to them, and I'm like, can I? Can I can get I, that dancer love? Can I? Can I be in the trenches with you guys, please? I, know, I wanna, like I, I, yeah, totally. So, I, I had to tell them, I was like, I just miss that. I, that's what I love about, you know, you look at a dance studio and you see the girls and they're just loving each other. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's another reason why I love doing shows. Yeah. Is because it's the camaraderie, it's the community. Yeah. 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 And that, you know, I honestly feel like that is the, that's the industry. I mean, you and I, you and I have never really worked together, which is kind no. of crazy, which is, that's really crazy. But I have that camaraderie with you. I think mainly just because we are of the same person. Like I find like we are, we are of the same tribe that is yes. people who love this. We just love this art form. We love being actresses. We love being, you know, quadruple threats. I'm not a quadruple threat. I'm not a, oh, I'm not no. a I'm not a stand-up oh, you're comedian. incredible. I could say I'm a host. Maybe I'm now. I, I don't think I've mastered this yet. But um. But anyway. No, but, 
but being but, but being a multi-skilled I don't know just doing dancing singing acting entertaining is but I think we've been around it so much that yeah that's the reason why the hyphens come in yeah you know because you start seeing it you I I do feel like I could when I put my one woman show together I realized I was like well no I need a stage manager no I need someone to call this I need some of that <laughs> like I just already know the the roles that need to be played yeah. because we've just been around it so much. And you know you how even, to put a show on. You know how yeah, to do it. Yeah. And keep the audience going. And and I think because we've been around it a lot. Well, I, I hope you do it again here in LA. Oh, yes. And I, I, I hope I that, it, that it gets legs and it goes, you know, wherever, wherever you dream of it going. I really do because I always want, you know, I, I always say I, I have people on this, um, podcast who are just such good energy and who I'm always celebrating from afar. And like I said, Aww. you were one of the first people I thought of because I do just, I do see that in you. I've always have, I think you just have this light about you and. Oh, that's so sweet. I, you, but you so know what? True. I think of you though, cause I remember watching you. I, I remember seeing you dance in your showcase and I was like, Oh, she's, <laughs> She's tall. She's beautiful. And then you open your mouth and you'd be belting and singing high. And I was like, "What? wait a second. She's pretty. She's tall. She can sing and dance. You're like, I wait hate a second. her. Wait a second. <laughs> Get this bitch what? out of here. <laughs> did she go to the same conservatory I did? Like what? What? Like so funny. incredible. And I could tell from the showcase. I was like, yeah, that girl stand out like oh, immediately so and that's why I always remember it of like oh my goodness I gotta work on my voice I gotta work <laughs> on my voice no but you I, I'm you're inspiring me to do you know more comedy because that's what I, that's how I started on television was doing comedy and I feel like you know you you are just you're pushing you're pushing yourself outside the box you always have it sounds like and I think that that's so what we need to do. I think we need to to push ourselves to the to you know the ideas that we have and go for it. Like you do, it's so yeah. smart. It's really smart and and obviously, like I said, it's done it's it's done you so well in this industry. It's going to continue to do things for you. Um, I hope your pilot season went well. Yeah, it went it 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 went well. Went in for the ones that are right for me. So that's yeah. that's you know not all like all of them, but enough to make a fan. One yeah. or two fans, I go good, good. Yeah, I and just it's a need marathon. Our career is a marathon. <laughs> it's a marathon, yeah. not a sprint. And I find that I find that the more that we can be resolute with that idea, that that we're just in the beginning of it. You know, Annie yeah. Annie Miller used to say, she goes, "Oh, you're just a young whippersnapper." She's like, "You haven't even started yet." And I'm like, "I just feel like I, you know, I feel like I." <sighs> I want to sprint and I don't yeah. want to give myself that space and I don't want to give myself that air. And now I'm getting, I'm getting self-helpy because I feel like we as actresses have to give ourselves a little breathing room in each chapter that we go into Yeah, in our career. And that's my advice for people. I mean, if you were to give anyone advice who's either in the industry for a long time, just starting out, what would that be for you know, not just actresses, I guess anyone, people. Yeah, I what I do get a lot from uh, kids, because um, I do speak uh, often at 
students in high school, like yeah. potential students. Yeah. And their questions often really are about like, well, because they want to know if they're going to make it. They want to know, you know, and even the parents, am I going to make it? Am I going to, what happens when you don't make it? And what is making it to them? Because that's yeah. a totally different question, right? And that's what I would say is like, I think you have to define what a working actor is because I've had to redefine it going to L.A. Me mm-hmm. putting something on tape, me working on my skills, me working on my work, one man, one man, one woman show <laughs> um, is that's part of my work. So then yeah. I had to start saying, I work today. After I do something, I go, I'm working. I'm working. Yeah. Because even when I explain the, yes, I I was on Broadway. But if I'm lucky enough, um, you know, I'll be on Broadway. But then it closes. So you have to figure out what to do after that. And I don't know yeah. what you're going to do. So it's it's the idea of you don't know where your career is going to go. So you just have to take the next step and keep on studying. Yeah. Um, and keep doing it as much as you can. Keep doing it. Keep as much doing it. They would ask, well, what happens during the, 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 the you know, after your show? And, and then the, I said, are let's not even go there right away. I, did you have a vocal lesson today? And do you not, if you don't have anyone, you know there's online where you can at least, you know, do some vocal exercises with someone online if you if yeah. you don't have the facility to have coachings or is there a place can you research a place where you can dance today yeah. where yeah. you can sing today that is the thing because it's it's to bring it back to every little step you just need to take the next step and yeah. I'm only saying this because I need to tell myself this no, and it's today. no, it's true. It's yeah. true. You have to keep inspiring yourself. You have to keep, you know, it's self motivated. This industry, this business, and you have to, you know, I I think about this um, interview that I just saw with a Navy SEAL. How he was talking about, you know, Navy SEAL training, um, yeah. which I kind of think about. That's us as actresses uh, yeah. in alignment with Navy SEALs in terms of like the boot camp and 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 getting started yeah. in the industry and maintaining wow. yourself in the industry. You know, you to to get get out of Navy SEAL training, all you have to do is ring a bell. That's yeah. what you have to do to quit. And so That's what right. I say as us who are actresses, don't ring that bell. Just never, just tell yourself, I'm going to keep going. I'm never going to ring that bell. I'm going to just keep going because we all want to at some point ring the bell and just say, I give up. I'm done. Let's go do something else. Because yeah. it, you know, sometimes the, the, the bad outweighs the good, but you keep chasing that high, you keep going for what you love and you keep, you know, thinking about the passion of it and, and try to do something every single day to propel yourself forward. Right. Yeah. And you just hope and you just trust that the next step will lead you and tell you where to go next. Yeah. And that's when people said, Oh, then I saw the AMDA poster. I'm like, it, maybe that's what it is. You know, like all he did is decide to go to AMDA. I didn't know what was going to happen next. I knew I wanted yeah. to do Miss Saigon. I knew I did. Yeah. But the steps in between and everything that happened in between, that's what got me to the next step. So yeah. it's, it's sometimes we just jump way to what they're saying is, well, what's going to happen in, you know, 2025. And I'm like, that's I don't like know. the question you're asking. Like <laughs> that's what it sounds like they're asking, as opposed yeah. to what do I do today? I still need to have, you know, the thing in the future, which I feel like 
I was working towards Miss Saigon. And yeah. then I got there. And then that's when I felt like, whoa, what, what happens next? What, you know, so then you just, you know, reassess. But uh, that was my goal. But then I also made sure that I would take the steps along the way, which is just keep, yeah, just it kept learning. And I think I just, we never stopped learning. Yeah. And I'm absolutely. still in class and it's, I'm just always in class. So I think we just take the next step, do what we love to do, but also find that fun. I think always we lose find the it. fun. Always find the yeah. fun. I mean, we are all, you know, whenever I get really nervous in an audition, I just think about all of us as little kids just playing make believe. Like even yeah. the people behind the table, I kind of think about like they're like they're the people that were they're like the kids in the neighborhood who like to write and they're the ones who want to like put everything together. Yes. They're the ones who want to hold the camera. And I think about it's it's kind of a silly yeah. little thing with my brain, no. but I think I think about everybody being small and us all being like, okay, we're in this club and we're going to now put on a show and we're just going to be little kids and it brings it back to the basics. And it's so, it helps me to kind of streamline everything because it is a tough business, but it's so great when it's great, you know, it's so great. It reminds me because when I, you do see those kids who do their recital and they're bawling after, they're just crying. Yes. And then <laughs> I was thinking of like when I did, uh, when when Jane Lynch came into Annie and uh, I her. saw her kind of light up too of like, oh, this has been a long time, but oh my God, <laughs> like you saw her. And it was that same type of like energy of, oh, this is what are we doing? This is, I want to do it again. You know, yeah. that type of feel. You're right. It's that kid. That's it. Freedom. That's the basis of it. And if we can somehow remember that and tap into it, um, I think we're all going to be golden. Yeah. You know, and I think that's I think, the reason why improv is so important to me because yeah. it keeps me childlike. <laughs> it does. And I think this industry does too. And I, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm going to make a goal for myself to go do an improv class or go do an improv. First of all, you and I are going to go see an improv show. Yes, please. I want to, I want to see those peeps. And then, yes, I'm going to have you over for dinner, all that stuff. But then Uh I'm going to, I'm going to somehow do an improv. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge myself. Yes. And everybody keep challenging yourself. That's also another really good tip. We have a lot of tips in this interview. I'm not going to lie. This is exactly, this is, this is better than I imagined this interview is going to be. I, I, I adore you. I just, I think that we could talk forever. There's so many things I want to like pick your brain about, but I'm, I, I, if there's one thing that you could say to conclude this, I guess, what would it be? I mean, I always say be, be, have vision for what you want, but be grateful for where you are. Yeah. That's my motivational saying that I say all the time to myself. What do you say? I say, you know, feel the fear and then do it anyway. Yes. Good. Yes. Yeah. I I know it's there because yeah, I just know it's there, but I'm like, that's what I love and that's why I hate it. And that's why I love it. And that's that's why you're shaking at the end of those auditions because you felt the fear and you did it anyway. And you booked because of that. Like that's amazing. That's amazing. I, I think it was just seeing the vulnerability and the, the, yeah, it's, I fully, it guts me open and then you see everything and I don't apologize for it. So yeah, only in those moments do I feel 
entirely full, like completely expent and full and, and be seen. Uh, but then when I'm walking around and a lot of times I become that dancer mentality, which mm-hmm. we also have in us, which is face up stage, right hand up, but we will be the best <laughs> students. We will, we will be, we are the best students, but then when I'm given permission, Ooh, uh, uh, that I'll go crazy. So I have both of that ready. So I think that's another reason why thankfully I've worked is because when they need me, I am on, I am there and I will shut up. But then I will also, you want to collaborate? Oh, great. I got some ideas. That's, uh, that's, and that's the perfect combo. That is just, that is that childlike part of you that I, that I know you will never lose. You will never lose. I mean, we're going to be talking about this when we're like, you know, 80. We're going to be like, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Put your Uh, top back on, Jalen. What are you doing? I'm like, sorry. It's uh, it's the White House. I don't know. I just wanted to. Take a but you, but you are, I, I, I believe what Brene Brown says is that you cannot be vulnerable without oh, being yes. courageous. You cannot courageous. be courageous without being vulnerable. And I think, yep. you, I think you are both. I oh. think you are a tremendous example of both. And I just adore you. And thank you for, for everything you've said in this interview. And I just can't wait to oh. see where you're going to go from here. Same with you. Thank you for <laughs> plugging. Cause you know what? I needed to hear this myself. I, yeah. I constantly need to hear this. Yeah. Well, so we'll listen just, to this. I'm yeah. going to listen to this episode a lot. <laughs> oh, gosh. And that's another thing. I probably won't be able to listen to it because I'll be judging myself. No, it, we, we have to stop judging ourselves and just be vulnerable and know that what, if, even if you impact one person, then you have you, the ripple effect is done. Right. Uh, yeah, it really is. I get amazed when people say something and I'm just like, oh, you heard that? You saw that? <laughs> Oh, I, do you have people that, that you've talked to at the stage door who like come up to you years later who are like, Oh, I remember you said this one thing and I'm like, Oh God, what did I, I say? But, but that one thing, whatever I said to them changed their course or, or made them think or, or they, put a yeah. stamp or put a stamp on whatever they wanted. And I'm like, wow, that, that's it. That's another layer to it. Like we love to do what we do, but then also to then send it out in the world and inspire yeah. other people. Oh, it's so great. So yeah, great. I am never more exhausted after uh, when I'm talking with students and working with them. Yeah. I, I realize I am sh- how passionate I am because I see it and I see I they remind me of me. And then I, 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 I start realizing that like we have so we've been in the business for so long that we want to give them all the tips. Yeah, all the things. But then we realize also we learned it because we went through it. We, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it is. So you never want to not have them go through anything. Yeah. But it's it, we just have all this stuff that when you do say it, you're like, wow, I've been around for a long time. <laughs> I know. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> you're like, wow, I do. I, I, I know all this wisdom and all this stuff. I when you go talk to the students. It's great. But that is what I think. I think people who have been in the industry long, as long as you and I have, have been, we need mm-hmm. to continue to do that. We need to continue send to send good uh, vibes and good energy and good advice out into the world for the people who are coming up you know, and then maybe they'll hire us one day when we're old. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do 40th street, not quite 42nd. I'll just, yeah, do, I'll do, you know, 38, 38. I'll do, second, I'll do second street because yeah, my, right. my knees will be shot. But, um, 
Anyway, thank you so much for thank this. You. So awesome. You're the best. And yeah, we'll have we'll have drinks soon and improv soon. <laughs> yes, I'll be back in the city and we'll definitely talk. We will. We will. <laughs> to support this podcast, make a donation or become a sponsor, visit confessionsofanactress.com. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meredith Patterson. And remember, have vision for what you want and be grateful for where you are. 